So for fitness now, we're really getting tested. Are we really delivering great experiences or are we just letting people into facilities and taking their money? And the ones that are going to win are the ones that are delivering experiences. But the test is on now and um, the winners are going to be the guys that are delivering great experiences. So that's, we want to help people do that. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC on location San Diego with a new friend of mine, the president of Precor, Rob Barker. Welcome to Halo Talks. Welcome. It's a pleasure to uh, get the chance to speak to you. Excellent. So um, why don't you give your background, um, which we started before. We're going we're gonna to pick it up again here. And, uh, and then we'll talk about Precor and talk about the Halo sector and how Precor is going to be a big part of it. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll give you the short version. Cool. Um, you know, Grew up like a lot of people who have passion for the industry, just knowing that movement and sport and health was going to be something important to me. So I decided to do a, go to college and study business and health and fitness jointly. Came out of that, worked in clubs. I was an operator in the UK. Grew up in West London. Most of my buddies were going off to the city and working in VCs and the stock market and all that kind of stuff. And But I just had this massive passion for helping people move. So I ended up running facilities uh, that did all kinds of stuff, outdoors, mm -hmm. indoors, kids swimming lessons right through to, you know, active aging. And then fitness came along and fit fitness was like the big thing. We're talking uh, in the early 90s. And so uh, I uh, knew that that was my calling, but I didn't kind of understand how it was going to work out, but I just knew I had to do it. So uh, ended up being the sales rep for London for Precore and uh, just came in January 95, came up through the business, uh, spent uh, some time at Fitlinks, but then rejoined Precore and basically came up through the business to be Precore uh, pre president now, which is cool. So, so you're definitely a, uh, a poster child for uh, take your passion, turn it into a profession. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, I kind of got lucky. It'll work out. I know, know, I totally got lucky because <laughs> I tell you, you, the number of times my dad would sit me down and say, come on, buddy, what are you going to do? And I'd I've say... i had the same father-son conversation I with my dad. <laughs> I know, I said, I just have to do something that I'm passionate about, I'm afraid. And uh, he said, well, you better be find something you're okay at. And... Uh, so how, how important do you think in your current, uh, you know, position as the CEO, and, you know, president of Precor yeah. is that you are in the club and that you understand how the club works and not, you know, being in a position where you're like a business school guy coming in and yeah, saying, let me yeah. tell you how to run this company. Yeah, well, I think it's your, like most things in life, you need a little bit of both. And uh, you have to understand the uh, how to form strategy and logic and, you know, where to play and where not to play and stuff like that. But at the same time, you've got to keep your feet on the ground and you've got to be walking in the clubs. You've got to observe, just like I used to be a trainer. Right. So, you know, so you just, you've got to look at exercises, understand what the challenges are. And it's the same with the operators, understanding what challenges they've got, how to scale their business. You know, a lot of people have got winning business models and their challenges is their challenges around growth. Other people are still, um, you know, their business models are changing and they're still in that formation stage. So, uh, and that's why I love staying on the uh, equipment side, funny enough, because I get to see so many operators. It's like just great fun every day. Yeah, so when you look at the relationships that you built over, you know, decades here and their business models change and, and Precore's got to kind of morph into, you know, the results that the member's getting, but also, you know, the brand really represents durability. It represents... Um, 
you know, uh, support for what they're doing. So how has kind of Precor as a brand, you know, grown over time? And, and how do you feel like it's positioned now? Yeah, know, to so continue great to help question. These you know, Precor's always had a massive passion for getting people to move and enjoy their lives better. And, you know, our mission is like to create personalized health and fitness experiences uh, that help people live the lives they desire. So that tells you what we do. That's, you know, when it's uh, raining on the windshield at, early in the morning in the middle of the winter you're driving to work that's why we drive to work that's right. it so what goes on now at Precore is you know getting really deep understanding of the exerciser because what's happening is there's much more choice you know 20 years ago the industry was very much focused about just putting facilities out there because it there wasn't enough uh, supply right you know it wasn't that long ago where people are saying oh I've got a gym near me now you right. know right <laughs> Yeah, now it's like I got a boutique studio, I've got, you know, various mm -hmm. gyms, I got a $10 gym, I got a $100 gym, I got a bunch in between. What's right for me? So just like any evolution, it's not surprising that, that you've got evolution in the operator side, but you've got, also got this massive evolution now that's going on with the consumer. And one of the lucky things about my job is I'm also a board member of Amma Sports, which is the biggest sports equipment company in the world. 2.6 billion dollar stock market traded company mm -hmm. and most of the brands like Wilson, Arcteryx, Sunto, Atomic, Salomon, it's all outdoor sports and we've done a lot of work recently on trying to understand the active consumer and then I'm trying to help bring that back to the fitness operator so we can uh, continue to be strong. So so how, how from a stand, you know you're sitting in an interesting position where you can see larger brands that are that have their own go-to-market strategies and you kind of sprinkle that into what Precor is doing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in the industry kind of, well, what, they go to the trade show once a year and they hope that they've gained enough knowledge to be dangerous. Um, how, how does that actually work when you're, you know, how, how does it work inside of Amor as a, as a corporation to actually get those ideas kind of flowing? Yeah, so we meet regularly. I just come off three-day board meeting where we, we, we're talking about the uh, active consumer, their habits and practices and what they want from life, how that's changing. And then you bring that right into, you know, the role of e-commerce and, you know, digitally enhanced experiences where you imagine you've now got things like the Wilson basketball with a chip mm -hmm. inside it. Well, and all the stuff that's going on in hardware where well, you bring that back into sports and then into fitness. And the interesting thing for us is fitness is an enabler for all of those sports. Sure. So sure. in many ways, we're lucky because the fitness uh, part of Amma Sports applies to all of the other brands. So jumping over to you being the president of Precore, and from my standpoint, I feel like everything's moving at such a rapid pace, whether it's the news, whether it's product development, whether it's, you know, updates on mobile apps and you got to update a new one every three weeks. You know, how do you think about your product development and like the ability to breathe and actually get a, a product into market and then actually let it be in the market before you come out with the next one? Yeah, well, it, when the, when product used to just be mainly hardware, it used to typically have uh, cycles like three to five year cycles. And you've still got that. But on top of that now that you've got digital touchscreen type of products, their cycle is more like 18 months. And then you've got the actual digital experiences and those things are probably being upgraded every six weeks. So what you've got is you've got really three sets of cadence now, but overall, it's all about delivering experiences. Mm -hmm. But before people used to, when they opened a club, they used to have to almost commit to what experiences they wanted to deliver. And they were kind of set in many ways for like three years, 
but now these experiences can be changed every six weeks. Right. And that, and, it, and that creates a lot of opportunity, but a lot of pressure too. Right. So from your standpoint, not to put words into your mouth, but being an equipment company in the past yeah. used to be like, okay, I'm going to show up when you want me to show up. I'm going to drop off all this equipment. I'm going to hook it up and call me when you open up your next club. And now it's, it's almost like you've got a recurring customer relationship because of the, the changes in, in experiences that can be changed you know, digitally. So how much better does that make you feel as actually running a company where you're not just in the equipment business, you're really in the relationship? Yeah, well, we loved it. That's how we started. You know, the only way we could express this ongoing support in the old days was really through making sure the products were serviced and uh, fixed really quickly. Right. And they had high Guys in college shirts. Yeah, I know. And that was really like, and then what, but you're right. You know, some people would say, I'll call you when I got, I need my next club or something. But now we've got we've been invited to get right deep to the heart of someone's strategy, what experiences they're trying to deliver, why and how, and more test, you know, test some concepts with them. Mm-hmm. And that's always been the passion. So in many ways, this, this is like the best time ever to be doing what I'm doing and the guys and the ladies at Prequel because we get to really get much deeper in with the, the uh, operator and we've always wanted to do that, so it's great. Great. And then from the, uh, on the, on the com- consumer side, as you see that all these things happening, whether it's the YouTube channels or whether it's, you know, the Peloton types of, you know, of the world and delivering to the home market, what, what area do you want Precor to continue to play in that? And how much of that is a focus, you know? Yeah, so we've never, side? we've never said that we're just like a, a commercial company. We've always had a strong consumer side. But what's happening now, as you, as you rightly point out, is gone are the days of people just buying a machine for their home you know people want services to go with it and guidance tell me what to do or Mm -hmm. distract me make it more fun you know peloton really hit on that i think and taught us all a lesson sure so that so what we need to do is uh, to know now that it's not just hardware like you say Um, so what we're looking at and that's a nice again nice thing being part of amma sports because uh, that whole company is obsessed with the consumer so now we have to understand what do we do for people's homes, how do they work out. And overall, there's just a massive demand for more experience-based consumption. You see that when you buy a coffee, you see it when you you know, go out to eat, do anything. So for fitness now, we're really getting tested. Are we really delivering great experiences or are mm-hmm. we just letting people into facilities and taking their money? Right. And the ones that are going to win are the ones that are delivering experiences. But the test is on now, and um, the winners are going to be the guys that are delivering great experiences. So that's we want to help people do that. So somebody used this term the other day with me and said we're we're adding market share, which instead of taking it away from other people. So yeah, you know, I know it's funny, isn't it? Like we always say, like someone said to me talking to what people have said to you recently. Someone yeah. said to me, oh yeah, there's a bit of an oversupply of clubs right now. Like we're over retailed as well. And I was like, you're kidding me, you know. Look about, like, there's 80% of people who aren't coming in the clubs. Right, and the dishes at uh, Applebee's are getting bigger, not smaller. Yeah, there's no way that we're under service. You know, what we are is we need to just open up another 5%, 10% of people into the the industry and come on in. And that's what, you know, the boutiques are doing a nice job of that. Yeah. Well, there are 13,000 bars in New York City, and there are 1,300 boutique studios. And so it's like, we're over-boutiqued. I'm like, I think we're over-barred. I know, (laughs) yeah. No one's ever worrying about that, but... uh, but what we've got is the, if you look at the consumer now, you guys like you and me, we used to say to each other, hey buddy, are you a member of a gym? And someone would normally come back and say, yeah, I'm a member of a gym and which one? And oh yeah, it's yeah. like 50 bucks a month maybe. 
now you, you hear two people that are like 30 saying to each other, oh, you're a member of a gym, and someone will say, yeah, I kind of like, I got my 20 pack of orange sherry. Uh, me and my buddies from college are doing a Tough Mudder. Right. I, I pay 9.99 for this app that helps me, and I'm a member of a gym. So like fitness, this uh, omni-channel consumption of fitness, uh -huh. and that's why, you know, Halo's a great way of summarizing it all up because it's indoor, outdoor, uh, in your pocket, on your phone. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just has to be everywhere. That's great. So, you know, pre-core going forward here over the next couple of years, you know, I know you've always been very supportive of the, of the club operators, of the fitness boutique operators. You know, what, you know, maybe give us a little insight into, you know, what, what's coming next or, you know, just continued pre-course here is basically like your trampoline for helping you, you know, continue to grow your business. Yeah, I like that. I might steal that phrase. You got it. <laughs> you can take additional, uh, additional market share yeah, as yeah, your trampoline. Yeah, yeah, you get a T-shirt for that. Uh, so, I actually uh, needed a pre-course T-shirt, <laughs> So what we, uh, if you look at the people with the really good, bit, there's always going to be a really solid low cost. There's always going to be a really solid mid market. You know, I predict uh, a bit like the Empire Strikes Back movie, which uh, as a kid I loved. Yes. Yeah, and the mid market's going to strike back. There's no doubt about it. And it's just how is the question mark, not when and, and you know right. if. Totally is going to come back. Uh, so how it does that. Let's not forget the whys. Let's not forget the hotel operators, that, mm -hmm. you know, the universities where fitness isn't their main focus, but they have to have it in order to be big. Sure. So you've got all of those different operators with slightly different ch challenges. And then, you know, back to the operators of whether it's premium, mid or low cost, you know, a lot of it's about funding and scale. You know, you know the people who have nailed their business model just want to get more sites, so that needs a lot of capital. The people who... I've got quite a few clubs, but now I want to change their business model slightly. They want more cap. They want capital sure, to, to go sure. off and um, do something with their clubs. And then, um, and then there's people that consistently want to invest. So uh, it's you know the market's growing, and that's not you know not said for all sports. If you look at participation rates in a lot of activities and sports, especially sure. in the U.S. There's some surprisingly areas where it's going up a lot, like fitness, and there's some, some surprising areas where it's starting to flatten out a bit. And we're lucky, like, you know, I, I always think we're lucky to be in the fitness industry where there's a continued evolution of product and consumption. And, you know, back to Peloton, like you mentioned, you know, they've come in and created a $400 million business out of nothing. Yep. It's like, it shows you their opportunities, but yeah. you just You've have got to, a great product and you hit it at the right time. They've taken a lot of money yeah. to do it. Yep, sure, sure. Well, uh, welcome officially to the Halo sector as yeah. a leader in the sector. We look That's forward to working with Precar. And uh, look forward to my t-shirt and uh, promoting what you're promoting since we're promoting the same thing, which is living a healthy, active lifestyle and making people amazing. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. All right, great. Well, thanks for being on the show. I'm sure people are going to be intrigued by what we're building. Yeah, great. Good luck to you. Awesome. Cheers. Bye.